0: You're listening to The Big Show with George Rusick.
1: Yeah. Keep
2: the show moving. That's what we do here on this esteemed radio program with este- ex- esteemed journalists like myself, you, and, and Patrick. You. Journalists. And Matty Rose. Working on sunshine. Whoa. It's The Big Show, Rusick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
0: On Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
2: Hour number two, Big Show Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Bottom of the hour, the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders, Mr. Dave Dickinson. Talk about some free agency with the stamps. But more importantly, well, maybe not for him, but for us, maybe. um, His take on the National Football League Playoffs Championship Sunday, looking ahead to the Super Bowl. In Las Vegas, this week off between games is just, it's always a, just a, it's a dead spot.
0: I uh, i saw an ad for the, what would you call it, skills? The flag football? Dodge the ball? Pro Bowl skills yeah. competition. Um, Pro Bowl skills. Sure. Mm, did not move the needle. No, I okay. haven't. No, <laughs> no I
3: didn't. That they, it's on two different days. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, again, this is this
2: is my public service announcement. I usually do around this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've been spending the last few Sundays on the couch watching incredible playoff football, and you've been neglecting maybe that that special person in your life, mm-hmm. this is what you tell it's weekends them. for them. Go, hey, <laughs> honey, darling, sweetie, uh huh, babe, yep, babe. Oh, neg- babe. I've been neglecting you a lot lately on Sundays. We should go for, I'm going to, I'm not going to watch football this weekend. It's all about you. And you're really not lying. Cause there's going to be a flag football game, mm-hmm. but you'd be like, I've been neglecting you all the last few Sundays here. Let's, let's make this Sunday about you because that lays the groundwork for you getting after it on the Super Bowl, which is the following week. So you take her out, go antiquing or something, <laughs> which sounds like my worst nightmare. Or take her for a nice lunch or something like that. But lay the groundwork for your Super Bowl next week and say, hey, this Sunday's about you. I'm not going to watch football.
0: That's mm. what you do. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl is a big family event for me anyways. Better half's always out and about and do the whole thing. It's a big it's a big thing. Everyone's involved to enjoy the Super Bowl. So. The Super Bowl is going to be massive this
2: year. Mm-hmm. Ma- it always is, but especially...
0: Are you guys going to allow any women into your your big boy? You know the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, boy. Right on.
2: No girlfriends, no wives, nothing. And that, that rule was
0: instituted years ago. Have you come up with your menu yet?
2: Uh, we've been looking. Is it Kansas playing. City barbecue again? See, the problem is... Um, no, you've
0: already done this four years ago? Yeah.
2: Damn Chiefs are in the Super Bowl every year. So my friends, my brother, they're all looking forward to drinking Kansas City ice water. Mm -hmm, And they all mm -hmm. get really drunk on Kansas City ice water. It's this very spicy drink that's sweet, and they just get after it. And San Francisco is like some Napa Valley wine you can I'm thinking more like food. Like what's a (laughs) no-cal traditional favorite? I can't remember what we had. But in true San Francisco, we should, in true like... Like we're in San Francisco, we should all just pee and poo on the street, like they do in San Francisco, right outside. Hell yeah! But uh, looking forward to we're going to do some Kansas City ribs. It looks like, Mm. Mm -hmm. which is tasty and delicious. Mm -hmm. But the damn Chiefs are in the game every year. Can't be stopped. Somebody in the
3: AFC step
2: up. Like I was hoping. (laughs) I was hoping Baltimore, Detroit, (laughs) were going to be in it because Detroit. Detroit has some dumpster food that I was like. Uh, What Cincinnati was in. Good Lord! You know what the Cincinnati specialty the chili. was? Cincinnati oh, chili. Gross. That's their main thing. Yeah. You know what the Cincinnati special was? Mm. They have a beer and they top it with club soda. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Not from the natty You're
3: diluting more. Yes, a light beer probably because that's what yeah. they drink down there. Mm-hmm.
2: San Francisco got to look it up. It's been a while since they've been in the Super Bowl. Uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. All right, uh, flames are off. By the way, John Morosi tweeting out that the Justin
3: Turner. And the it's Blue official. Oh, it's done. Yeah, it's official. One year deal. Passing. Uh, Who have it? Morosi. Morosi has it. Yep. Turner. Okay, Zays. one year deal. Yep. All right. Okay. There's your Justin first Turner, big major league free agent signing. Because you had the Cuban pitcher, which is your main one. You brought back Kevin Kiermaier. This is the big free agent. Signing. So I guess he's the DH. You know what? You can rotate DH. I like what Texas has been doing. He's not going to th- play every day in the el- in the infield. Hell no. Though. Like, you can make that DH spot a rotational position for a lot of those guys. And if you're talking about yeah. bringing in J.D. Martinez, if you want to bring Cody Bellinger in, you can have Cody play 40 games out and right, 40 games at DH, just split it up that way, 40 games at first. They've got enough of those guys that can play first DH and right field. Yeah. I'm just not a huge fan of this signing. well it was they they went hard after Peterson, which was the lefty, which you'd like missed I don't know it's a, it's a guy that has playoff experience. It's a guy that's won in October. This feels that like can when help, the flame, help this
0: team. This feels like when the flames signed James Neal. Is that, is it's that not, gonna it br- like? not gonna hurt as much. But again, it's no. only a one-year deal. <laughs> yeah. It's only but a one-year okay, deal. Okay, I should I should actually clarify that a little bit because that can be construed a lot of different ways. <laughs> I mean that in the sense that the year the Flames signed James Neal, there were other better players available ah, that did I not come you. to the Flames, and then right. the Flames said, Okay, we need a score to help with this team because this is where we are in our the cyclical nature of where this team currently is. We're at the point where we need to add a, a big time free agent scorer mm-hmm. and the other guys are not available. So we'll go to uh, James Neal. Yeah. You've won. Right. And then <laughs> we all know how that turned out. Yeah, so hopefully it doesn't go that bad. Uh, it's, it's trade like to we a, knew. Trade him to a divisional rival for another bad contract. And he stays at some in the point. division.
2: He knows uh, He knows the division well. What an incredible timing to have Adnan Vercon today. It's perfect timing. Not bad. Like, you got to love when stuff works out unintentionally. Love when a good plan comes together. Yeah, we're like, hey, we should have Adnan on. They got the Oscar noms. We haven't talked to him in a while. Boom. Blue Jays make a big. Well, Justin Turner's a big name. Oh, yeah. He's just a little past his best before He's 38. Team. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So oh, there, you Justin. Go. <laughs> hey,
2: bring in Joey Votto too. He's Keep 40. him rolling in. Keep him rolling okay, I in.
3: the bra- You got Justin Turner. I don't think you need jo- Joey Votto now. Okay, no, they're gonna sign Joey Votto. Just I'm telling for, you. for the nostalgic fact that I can maybe buy Get a Joey him off Votto the bench, Jays gets jersey. A,
2: gets a big hit. He's a lefty. Oh, Take man. a walk maybe in a critical spot. Uh, we'll talk to that in, Burke. All right, uh, I teased it uh, before. Uh, it's the. Again, we're getting into the second half. I know the Flames have played more than 41 games. They're 22 22 and 5 on the season, but the unofficial second half of the season gets going after the All Star break. The Flames don't play until the sixth when they're in Boston to play the Bruins. Um, I, I said at the beginning of the show, I want to get from around the room your two under the radar things of the first half of the season you love and the two under the radar low key things of the Flame season. You hate. I'm going to share mine first, and then we'll go around the room. Uh, two things I uh, low-key love mm. for the flame season. I don't think we talk enough about their penalty kill. Okay. Third best in the NHL, 84.4%. Imagine if their penalty kill was terrible where this team would be right now because they can't score goals. Like their penalty kill and Jacob Markstrom, couple big reasons why they're still within touching distance. Hmm of a playoff spot. I don't think we're talking enough about the PK at eighty four point four percent, third best in the National Hockey League. That's kind of low key under the radar.
0: Well you literally just said it's top three in the NHL, so I don't think that's exceptionally low key. We've but it's talked like about the power kill for a lot of the year. Yeah. I I I just think that we, we maybe needed to examine the parameters of this a little bit more before we dove into it, because I don't think that's the most low-key. I okay. think it's one of the only good things that they've done consistently all year long. You want something low-key? Sure, hit me. Ninth best in face-off win percentage. That's low-key as
2: hell. That is low-key sure. as hell, because I think the Flames do a good job of winning key draws. Obviously, that's confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you have a team with so many guys good on the face-off circle, okay. but the Flames are good in the mm-hmm. face-off, Doc. And know some. Some analytics people say, Oh, face offs face offs are important. Yeah. And that's that's part of the reason why the PK is so damn good. Mm-hmm. The Flames win a ton of defensive zone face offs. I think Ninth best faceoff winning percentage in the NHL is a nice low key thing I like about the
0: flame season. I would be interested to know what their power play percentage is because I feel like half the time they lose the opening draw and they've got to reset, it's, and that's one of the problems yeah, with shoot the power the puck play down right yeah, away. Exactly. So it's good on the kill, but I would be interested to see the power play numbers with the faceoff percentage. Uh, there's
2: two low key things I love about the season uh, so far. Two things do you want, I
0: hate. Do you want mine to give you the likes that I have, and then we can do the dislikes okay, after? All right. Get, get a couple other voices sure. in here. Uh, I, I I think the Markstrom usage has been low-key very good this mm-hmm. year mm. in the sense that anytime anything remotely small has popped up, grab a seat on the bench, call up Dustin Wolf, maybe get him a start, maybe sure. get him a look, maybe not. But when you're healthy, oh, buckle up. You are going to ride into the dirt, sir. So I really liked how they've gone about using Jacob Markstrom throughout the entire course of the year. Just because uh, it wasn't necessarily something we saw last season. I think he's played better for it. And it's also been better for both Dan Vladar and Dustin Wolf over the course of it. So that's one of mine. I think that's a very good point because what is something we headed
2: into the season? Make sure he's rested. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the, the numbers. Uh, oh, I'm sure we could look this up. Mm. When, he, when he comes off specific days of rest, he's just been spectacular. The and numbers been, do back it up. He has been their best player this season, and you're right. I do like the usage. It's not Kawhi in 2019 with the Raptors, how they're resting him and making sure he's at his, is at his healthiest best to help the team win. Mm-hmm. But, again, I, I, I think that's nice and low-key that you're right. Markstrom and how they've managed his playing
0: time has been really good. The other thing that I really like is uh, the new intro song the Flames are using at the Saddledome this year, The Heat. The heat. Oh, man. This thing gets me fired up. Low-key. Turn it up. One of the better things that they've done at the Dome this year. All right. So that's why I said we kind of needed parameters on this because you picked a top three power play or penalty why, kill. Why it. does there have to be parameters? And I picked something that's just going on at the Saddle Dome okay. when the intro starts. And when this track starts, your boy... Game time. That's low-key. Heart key. rate, little elevated. Let's go. That's low-key. Patrick. Oh, man. The clip they have of back signing the contract with Craig. Oh,
1: yes. Let's go.
0: Patrick, two things you like
3: low-key. Oh, God. It's it's tough for me <laughs> to find much of anything I like about this team. And I'm honest. I'm serious. I'm there with
4: you, Patrick. Um, You're not alone.
3: Mika Kiprasov's jersey retirement's coming up in like a <laughs> Okay. A that's a, a good one. There's no like rules that. to this. I you like know, that. That's something to look for. to. You like low-key that they're retiring his jersey. It's It took too damn long. Okay. Uh, but I guess, you know, Mika's, Mika's a different guy. He's a hard different man cat. to find. Hard guy to track down. Yeah. So I, How um, did they find a man tracker? Might. I don't you gotta know. use a whole, like, you know, hire a private I army. that guy was canceled. <laughs> <CLD. laughs> hire a private army to find him. Okay. Uh, Kipper having his jersey retirement. Yeah. yeah that's going to be a low-key. That's don't know low-key, but, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun okay. thing to look forward to coming out of the All-Star break. Oh, God. Man. <laughs> Pass? I, mm, no, I think like, it's... <laughs> I think what you're seeing with Yegor Sharangovich, I don't know if it's low key, but I think this is a this is a, a nice move that Craig Conroy made to to get a guy that was still maybe not so much. We called him a reclamation project at the start sure. of the year, but it, I think it's a guy that's kind of slowly developed. It was a tough move for anybody uh, to move across country like that, across the country and do a new country and everything like that. I think you're seeing what he can do with his shot. Low key, I like what Yegor Sharangovich has been doing, and I think this guy can be hmm. a 30-goal guy for this team going forward. Okay. GVP, give me two low-key
2: things you like about the Flame season.
4: Uh, I would say that Ryan Huska's first season as a head coach has proven mm. that he's going to be a very solid NHL coach. Okay. I, I think that he's making the best of what he has in front of him with the on-ice product, and, and I think he's done a much better job of being a bit more approachable, and he's, you can kind of already feel that that tiny bit of a culture shift, I would think. It would be my first one. Uh, my second one is is kind of similar to what Patrick just said. A lot of talk is about the Jaeger sharon trade and about how the Flames have possibly, quote-unquote, won that. Mm. Uh, I would say that Conroy's, both of his two moves have been big successes for the Calgary Flames, and I know that he's going to have a busy next couple of weeks here, and we'll see, but I think he's two for two thus far uh, on making trades, and I, I don't think he's necessarily going to be one of these rookie GMs that, that gets punked out, that like many mm. people thought that maybe he was going to some people might have been worried about that, but yeah. right now I think he's two for two.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, boom, just like that. You ready for two low key things we all hate from the flame yeah, season? I, I feel
0: like these are easier to come up with. I feel like this needed like a little music under it or something like that. I need a little spice. Do little you have any pizzazz. hate music underneath? immediately dark, sinister, evil music that you could add here. Some a dark evil a something to yeah.
2: spice it up. Um, here's my first thing. Okay. Low key thing I hate for the flame season. Uh huh. The fact that Andrew Majapani has 40, 41 penalty minutes. Oh. Stop taking these dumbo penalties, mm. manj. Mm. Stop doing it. There's no way Andrew Majapani should be leading the flames in PIMS. If there's any guy on this roster, you're like, if you did a team photo and started looking at all the guys on the roster, you're like, guess who leads the, the team in PIMS? That guy. You're like, really? Yep, that guy. I hate the fact that he has 41 penalty minutes, and he has taken such lazy... Dumb, no, he hasn't done it lately, and good on him for kind of cleaning it up, And I think it helps when he plays with Backlund and Coleman. But I hate the fact that Andrew Majapani leads the Calgary Flames in penalty minutes. You know what else I hate? Huh? I hate the fact that Yegor Sharangovich only has four penalty minutes. Play a little more, a little more physical. Just a little more on the edge. I know you're a Are you're you a low-key, really? quiet guy, and you're maybe not the biggest guy, but just a little more
0: jam in your game. Just
2: a little more. But that's not what he touch. is.
0: He's a finesse forward that should play in the Crash top six. Crash the net six. a little more. It's that, okay. That, but he doesn't score from around the crease. He scores from distance. That's I'm what just, he does. I just want a little more jam from him. Just a little more nastiness. Like maybe slash a couple guys a little more but he has no interest in getting in in having to answer the bell when he does any of that he doesn't want to start anything you don't
2: have to answer the bell anymore in the NHL that's that's over you can be a you can be you can be a little rat like look at Pospisil. bit of a rat out there but, but they're what completely
0: different players i what know are you they talking
2: are about? i know they are but i'm saying i just want a little more nasty you that's the underrated thing i'm saying
0: very under the radar just give me a little more you want the guy with the best shot on the team to be a little bit more nasty, a tiny bit more. Okay, yes. a little sprinkle. Great, a little sprinkle. Fine. I like the mange one, the second one, not so much. Okay, mine, a uh, bit too much Jordan Osterley in my life. Mm. There's some guys on the farm I would like to see play in that position. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm getting at here. Um, I would have liked to see Nick DeSimone a little bit more than Jordan Osterley. I think that he is an elite AHL player. But just at this level, I think that sometimes the speed makes it tough for him to make decisions under pressure. And he typically gets outmanned in front of the net. And frankly, it's just been a bad run of play from him as well. Like on top of just some natural things that I just don't think that he can do at the NHL level. Uh, I'd like to see more of Kuznetsov. I'd like to see more of Sloviov. Um, like I would have liked to see more of DeSimone. I'm happy Shillington is there now. But I feel like all those Dennis four Gilbert. P- I feel like all four of those players that you more.
2: mentioned, if you just threw them all in a blender, it's the same result comes out. Not some like, of the younger D- age. Well, o- Desimond's D- not here anymore, but like yeah, Sloviov, Kuznetsov.
0: No, but, but Sloviov- the point Kuznetsov is, yeah, they, are guys, they have hope. Yeah, for. yeah. these are prospects. Yeah. These are guys that you have a future with. What is Osterly? He's gonna leave at the end of the year. Might yeah. be traded, and he's gonna be s- traded for what? I don't
3: know. Seventh? No, no. he's I not gonna be traded gonna for it.
0: anything. He's no. going to play here. His contract's gonna end, and he's gonna leave. Yeah, that's it. Maybe Denny Gilbert a little more time for him. I well, the only Dennis is always in over Osterley. The only problem was he was hurt. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit too much Jordan Osterley in my life. Okay. The other thing, this or that at the Saddle Dome. Kick rocks. I hate that. Between it's the commercial that. breaks, they do the this or that. They show a picture on the saddle do- on the jumbotron. Oh, look, it's the mountains. And then if they're playing like, I don't know, Chicago, they're like, "What do you think about skyscrapers?" And then everyone's like, "Boo!" Mm. I don't like that in-house feature. That's pandering. This or that. I don't like okay. That. I it is pandering. Yeah. It's uh yeah not my favorite. Okay.
2: What about the kiss cam? You like
0: that? Oh yeah, I love it. Okay. I like Love to see awkward. some some old dudes just macking with some old ladies. Okay. Oh yeah. Arena Sign tongue. Sign me up. Arena Put some arena tongue. tongue. Oh yeah. Not too much. Just a little bit. You know what? I was noticing this at the most recent game. Um, there was also a uh, Cavendish fry cam. Oh. Where they had a uh, just like a bucket of fries at the end of a camera, and they were just like going through the crowd, and people would just like take a fry and then just eat it on camera. It was. I don't know what they do. <laughs> uh, trust me, I don't know. It, I don't know. But I was like you know what we couldn't have done that years ago because it's just and people just jamming their hands mm. in there grabbing the fries as they move throughout the section. I thought about you actually. That's so gross. And if you would have munched down on a couple of the fries. You know what I would have done? That. Yeah. I just would have said like no thank you. Kiss cam. The fry cam can't do those uh, with the old I always uh, love when, when the
2: poor guys in the friend zone and he's looking for a kiss and she gives him a kiss on the cheek it's like
0: ugh. I like when it's like we are brother and sister. Yeah, don't do don't. this. <laughs> we're related. Yeah, and they I'm like, it. we're yeah. related. And I'm like, what were you guys doing that they thought you were dating earlier? Then, hmm. Hmm? yeah, right. They were looking around. You'd think. Yeah, they don't just like. I, I I'm. I want to assume that there's a certain level of prep mm. in these in-house cameramen that they're or like, not. hey, they just You guys got couples. a camera. You guys got a yeah. kiss cam later. You know, during the TV timeout, maybe just look behind you a little bit, try and spot some couples. Mm-hmm. a little pre-scout type of deal i don't know just throwing it out there
2: uh patrick i feel like this is going to be easier for you two things you
3: hate
0: oh it's just like
3: i think we're all big supporter of of what mark savard was going to bring to this team and help help, help, try and help out the offense and the power play has been absolutely putrid it's bottom third in the league it's six percent worse than it was last year with essentially kind of the same roster with just to maybe added to it minus Sharon It's. It's just not a lot of growth there in in, in a very key spot because, you know, you can help win yourself some extra games if you can just, you know, go one for three or one for four on the power play. It can just help out a situation. Uh, So, yeah, just I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know if it's the talent issue there or if they need to make another change. It's the talent. It's it's, just not. It's the talent. Uh, And one more? uh, GBP, you got any hate? (laughs) Uh, yeah. We're not out of I, I got some hate for you,
4: yeah, for you, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Huberto has been worse this season than he has been last season. Oh, that's not low key though. The, I, I don't think a lot of people have said that he's been worse this year than he was last year. I think I think a lot of the discourse has been he's just been bad. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? But I think he's he's projected sure. to be worse this season than he was last season. There's... He's on pace for 44 points, which Oof. is down by 10 from last season. He's also projected to be a minus 25 his minus 15 right now is already the worst on the Calgary Flames. I I think he's taken another step back and I absolutely hate that. Okay. And another one that I have is it's not necessarily a hate thing. It's more something I'm sad about is that Matt Coronado hasn't proved that he's NHL ready just yet. I I was excited to see him play in a a top six role possibly when he Mm. was in camp. And, uh, you know, he had a a decent start to the season. He scored against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but then really kind of hit that rookie wall. And, uh, Never really was able to take that step. Still time is, uh, you know, he's still young. There's a lot of time for that to happen. But, you know, some, that's something I'm sad about.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hubert 44 points on pace. Oh, boy. All right. Dave Dickinson next. We'll talk some Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames. Calgary Stampeder's free agency. Mm-hmm. You guys want to ask him about Kadeem Carey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get his take on, uh, did he watch? How did he watch dan campbell manage the game on sunday for the detroit lions yes sir i'm really interested to see what dave dickinson says and hey we got adnan Ver coming up at the top of the hour jason justin turner bring that beard to toronto justin
0: Turner. does have a good beard that's great beard. quality Justin. can you imagine turner. if like they got justin turner from like 10 years ago yeah that would oh, be that that would justin turner that would be crazy like mvp <laughs> justin <be> awesome. turner <laughs> yeah not anymore
2: all right <sighs> Dave Dickinson, next big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's a big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio at the top of the hour. Adnan Verk, MLB NHL Network Cinephile Podcast. The Jays signed Justin Turner today. Happened minutes ago. Officially, woo. Justin Turner, thirty-nine years old. Blue I like, Jays. I
0: like Kevin Kiermaier a lot last year.
2: Hmm best ninth hitter in baseball
0: sure we'll talk
2: to uh adnan about that but right now what a weekend of football dave dickinson's the head coach and general manager of your calgary stampeders joining us on the atlas pizza and sports bar guest hotline dave good morning sir how are you
1: i'm good guys thanks for having me on
2: uh do you want do you want to get the business out of the way with the stampeders your free agent signings you
0: want to do that right away
1: Hey, we're off-season, so like you said, I like to leave it in your court. We go wherever it
0: goes. <laughs> yeah, well, let's start here then, I guess. Uh, some some signings for your running back room. Both Dedrick Mills and Peyton Logan are back. You must be excited that things are starting to come together. It feels like every other day I'm getting another email from Jean that, hey, another guy has re-signed here. You like how things are going? And maybe focus on uh, some of the offensive pieces you've got done.
1: Yeah, what we're trying to do is, you know, obviously get the best lineup possible, but then I think the guys realize we have to have great competition that comes in, whether that's other free agents or whether that's through just uh, finding new pieces as a team, we got to make sure. Yes. We like having our core pieces back. We like having good football players back, but uh, everybody's going to be out there competing. and, And we are thinking like, we're filling a lot of holes. We're getting a lot of guys that are wanting to be back. And I've always thought that's good, you know, and, you know, we didn't have a great year, and they still want to come back and see if they can change the ties a little bit. Uh, makes me feel good. Now we just got to make sure we're making them the best possible player possible and, and do our best job coaching.
0: Tell us about this defensive line that you're putting together. It's very much like we talked about on the offense. A lot of guys coming back. Vaughters is re-signed. Rose is re-signed. Houser is re-signed. You've added a, another gentleman out of the U.S. as well. You like how that's coming together.
1: Yeah, there's a couple more pieces that are still uh, available, as we are talking to from our team. But mm-hmm. we do want to push everybody, and we want to get we want to get some good young talent in there, and then and then we're just uh, you know I think we did a pretty good job last year, and up until uh, James got hurt, I think we were leading the league in sacks. So yeah. um, I do think James is a big piece of that, and uh, you know you don't know if he's going to be healthy, you just don't, uh, but you try to put it back together, and then and then we got to do a good job at finding what we were at and fixing it and uh, one of the things we're doing on that end is as Brent Monson and and uh and Simper heading down and and doing some clinics and one-on-one coaching with some D-line coaches in the states trying to uh, find some different ways to kind of uh, pressure the quarterback and do a better job at the D-line area.
0: Tell me a little bit about the offensive line and maybe specifically the tackle position because it was a little bit of a rotation there last year do you feel like you're gonna? be addressing that via free agency. Do you like what you have in-house? How do you feel about that spot?
1: Well, we we definitely have the two guys, uh, three guys that finished the year last year uh, on the roster now, which is a good thing. I do think we have to keep trying to find the best pieces, and uh, that's the hardest position to find, in my opinion. That that position is very competitive throughout all the leagues. There's just not a lot out there. That's why the uh, NFL just, like, stockpiles them. And, uh, you know, you try to find the ones that fit your game because I don't think they're the exact same player, but I think, you know, I think maybe a guard could fit up here, uh, whereas down there they want that huge, long six-eight guy. Uh, we're not going to probably be able to have that. So uh, we are looking still, certainly, but we are happy to get our guys back. We, like I said before, have to make them play at their best and give them confidence and get them comfortable in our scheme.
0: How has it been trying to get Americans to come up and and join your roster here with the USFL and the XFL merging into this new United League down south?
1: Uh, Better. Uh, I think uh, we've definitely got more bites, and uh, I think you'll see better talent in in camp this year from the U.S. side. And, And now, you know, it's which jobs are available and uh, who's going to take that big job. It's hard on these guys because they have to really make an impression in literally probably about 17 days is all they get. Uh, that's, that's what it is. So uh, you know, a hamstring pull or a groin mm-hmm. pull a lot of times you can sidetrack the guy you think is going to be that guy. Uh, we did have times that hung on to guys to see if we can give them that extra shot, but it is a very big competition and uh, we'll have some good players in there.
0: Can you give us an update on any conversations on the go with Kadeem Carey?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've talked with Kadeem. And we, we've decided uh, as an organization we're going to go in a different direction, and he was uh, a great. Uh, it was just a great conversation. You know, you know, you know, those are going to be tough conversations, but uh, when we talked, mutual uh, respect and uh, enjoyed uh, working with each other. And uh, you know, I'm not going to speak for Kadim where what his plans are, but I do know that uh we've had our conversation not an easy conversation but it was one that i think uh you know both of us needed to have and we we know we're moving forward from
2: there dave dickinson's the head coach and general manager of the calgary stampeters joining us here on the atlas pizza and sports Park as and big show rustic and rose 960 the fan um what do you expect now with jay mcneil as the president of the football club dave
1: well, I mean, I think Jay has been a good fit. Uh, he really, to me, is a is a plus for our organization. He's um, he's got the connections downtown and in that corporate world. He's uh, got big time energy. He's he's been involved in both sides, the business and the football. And I just think we kind of need a voice, uh, you know, in the community that's to rally the troops a little bit. You know, having. I'm having lunch with different people and trying some breakfasts and we just got to realize that, you know, if if football and Stamps are important, we still need that support. And, and we, yeah, we have to earn it. I mean, we have to go out there and do our part too, but we also feel like uh, if if football, the stampies are important, we need to kind of get back to what I felt back in the nineties was so special about Calgary. I mean, the guys all stayed here and they all found ways to work and Americans didn't go home and, we just stayed together for an entire year, and I think that was great for our team, and uh, we we're not there right now. We, we have a, a chunk of guys here, but we're looking to get that support, and I think Jay's the right guy. I love working with him. Um, I just think he's a plus for our organization and uh, happy to have him uh, in, a, in, a, in a bigger role.
0: Coach, your uh, staff was announced for 2024. Your coaching staff, uh, a lot of it's going to be the same. Mark Killam is back, Brent Monson is back, Pat Delmonico, Dwayne Cameron, Bob Slowick, Nick Lewis, Juwan Simpson, and Des Catelier all back, but also adding Andre Bolduc taking over as running backs coach, and Ryan Williams, the new quarterbacks coach as well. Um, Tell us a little bit about the process to get these two hired and what they're going to bring to your organization.
1: Yeah, well, we've get a pretty exhaustive search. I mean, you can sometimes take the easy answer and just take the first guy and that might be the right guy, but we decided to really interview quite a few candidates. Um, I waited until the, uh, the AFCA, which is a coaches convention in Nashville. And I talked to multiple coaches down there and, and really, uh, found Ryan Williams there, uh, with, as long as, as well as some other great candidates. And, uh, kind of put Pat and I just doing some interviews and, and finding what we think a fit will be and able to get what I think is two quality coaches, different coaches. You got Andres, a veteran, that uh, really have his reputation as a player's coach, a guy that works extremely hard, that's very detailed, but the guys love him. And then uh, Ryan is kind of the unknown, but that could be a good thing, you know, finding new ways to skin a cat, has worked for an amazing program at the University of Georgia. Uh, just had to find a way to get him up here, and uh, I was able to do that.
0: How do you feel when you look over at the Rough Riders coaching staff and you see a whole bunch of guys that uh, you have uh, had on your staff before?
1: (laughs) Don't even – to be honest, this is the truth. It's Corey's business and good for him. But obviously I love seeing guys like J.C. Sherrod, Edmund Harris, and Josh Bell uh, progress. You know, I do. I do. Um, I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but – uh, I do, and but you know Corey's gonna do it his way, and that's great. Um, proud of the guys. You know, I I always felt the guy like J C. Sherritt, uh made his name in Canada, so I don't know where he's at on his personal life, but to see him back and make our league better, um, that, that's a great thing. But we're gonna get after them. We're right, we're planning on getting after those guys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, feeders are ready to roll. Love it.
2: Uh, Dave, um, we have you on to talk some NFL playoffs. I want to get your perspective, being a head coach in a professional football league. How Dan Campbell handled his job Sunday against the Forty ers
1: well, I actually really enjoyed listening to him after the game because he he's got conviction and he believes in what he believes in, and he's not concerned uh, that what other people really have to say. He he could you could feel that he had some inner demons you know that it was hard but he believed in what he was doing and would I have gone for the second fourth down I mean he kicked the one at the end of the half totally agree uh the reason is you don't get your field position but if you went for it that was his right the second one was the hard one for me because it was momentum play you know San Fran had just driven down had four or five minutes of drive time got a field goal now if you can do the same and then you finish with a field goal really San Fran hasn't accomplished anything they just bled the clock and, and put it down into the you know six six minutes left to go in the third quarter. I just felt that it was a momentum play at that time. If he got it, you know there's no guarantees he's getting any more than a field goal as well. Uh, but one thing I like about Dan Campbell, and one thing I think about is, you know, when you go to let's say you go to Vegas and you got 12 and you're playing blackjack, they tell you whatever you do, consistently do it. He's been consistent all year. That's who he is. They won 12 games. He's consistent. He does what that, and that's what his team believes in, and he's done a great job. So it's a results-driven business. I get that's why you question decisions, but the guy has conviction and honesty, and I think that's why his players always will play for that man. I I really enjoyed listening to him and and how he handled it because I knew that would be a tough situation.
2: Um, How how impressed? I don't know if impressed is the word, but your take on the 49ers. Probably should have lost that game to the Packers. Probably should have lost that game to the Lions. And it takes Brock Purdy to use his legs to kind of spark their offense in the second half to ultimately get past the Lions. Like, how do you think they're playing heading into the Super Bowl? Because I feel like they're a little lucky to be there, Dave, despite the fact being the number one seed and being at home for both of those games.
1: Yeah, well, when you get in the playoffs, the teams are pretty equal. I mean, I know you can say one's a favorite and should, whenever we are talking professional athletes, and really what it comes down to is a couple's special plays. Um, Usually that's what it does. Or it comes down in Baltimore's case, guys maybe trying a little too hard, losing their poise, taking penalties, doing things that are out of character. Uh, and that, that happens a lot as well in playoff games. But, um, yeah, I thought uh, San Fran, yeah, their they defense hasn't stood up like I think people thought it would. Um, you know, they play a lot of zone and people are finding holes on them. Uh, but I do think they can score with anyone. And I think you're right, Brock Purdy with his legs. That's an important thing. And, I mean, I hope all – our quarterbacks are looking at that as well as uh, you know having conviction when you run and, and making sure that uh, you can make a couple, three, four plays with your legs. And you're not so much worried about injuries in the playoffs, so it, it's really important for that quarterback to be that dual threat. And I, I thought, like you said, I thought Brock Purdy's legs really won the game for this, uh, the 49ers.
0: Coach, what do you think when you watch the Travis Kelsey to Patrick Mahomes connection and they just continue to break records left, right, and center?
1: Well, I just think both are probably probably the best that's ever done it. I mean, I was a big fan of Antonio Gates. I loved Antonio mm. Gates. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, you know, I do think that George Kittle is like the the Mike Ditka of today's world. I mean, mm. the guy can bury you on blocks, and then he's a great pass catcher. But when you look at Kelsey, he's he's right, got to be up there. If not the best, uh, Kellen Winslow, some other guys that are that I love. Uh, he's just he's clutch too now. I do think, obviously, that that connection is funny. I, I think if you can take it away, or you can try to take it away and put the make somebody else beat you. That's the Belichick theory. I think that's your best chance to try to win. Whatever you need to do, it's like a boxing one in basketball. You got to put somebody on Kelsey and make sure that he he's getting hit. And he, you know, he's a competitor. I love what he was back and forth with their guys with Patrick Queen and and Roquan Smith. He was a competitor and. He was into the, into that game emotionally, and when those two are going, they're they're tough to beat. Two of the best, if not the best, that have ever done it.
0: Did you see the pregame antics with Justin Turner as well, moving his tee around and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, and all I could really think of is Peyton Manning's uh, interview with the Vanderjet, You know, when we're talking about the kicker, you know, and that that's just like to me, get out of the way, kicker, get out of the way, go. You got a whole <laughs> side of the field you can deal with. Get out of the way and let the guys that are playing that matter in the game. Now, Justin Tucker is pretty good. Not and, bad. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it riled up Kelsey and Mahomes in the right way. I know that. So, you know, if it was me, I'd say kicker, go down to your end of the field, warm up, and make your kicks. That's basically my my thinking on that.
0: Um, how do you, how do you, approach unless you're Dan Campbell's kicker, yeah. then you don't get to make any kicks at all.
2: Yeah. You know? D- Dave, how do, how do you approach right. you, How do you approach kick? Obviously uh, Renee's been great for you, but even when you played, did you sometimes just look at the kicker? Like you guys are just sweating in two days and those guys just <laughs> jog out and just kick a few and then go play video games in the locker room. Like how did you look at kickers when you played? I don't
1: think you're wrong to be honest. <laughs> Listen, it, it's a lot of pressure. The kicker's got way more pressure than the punter. Punters punter's got the easiest job in the world. Uh, they really, I don't know how you ever mess up, but, but I know that theres that's a lie, but that's the truth. I remember, you know, I definitely think uh, Tony Martino and Mark McLaughlin during camp got nine holes in quite often. Uh, you know, you'd see them, and then you wouldn't see them, and then they'd be talking about a missed putt here or uh, somebody hit a great drive there, and you're like, what's going on? But... uh You do have the pressure, but yeah, they're they're their own unique people, and uh, you know they're a little bit eccentric. Renee, uh, you know, like you said, there's something in him that he likes those moments, and he he's got that inner confidence. Don't matter what the next or the previous kick was, Uh, but they are they are they're kind of part of the team, and they definitely are are wearing your uniform. But at times you start thinking like, who? These guys are our life is in their hands. Please just do your job, and that's what uh, the best ones do consistently over and over.
2: How much pressure did Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen put on themselves to finally slay the dragon that is Patrick Mahomes, and they couldn't?
1: Good question. I mean, I'm not sure. I, I think uh, I think when you're a favorite, and I think uh, at home, and I think when you know you are playing up against a guy that. You know, everyone considers the best. I think that can definitely bring a little pressure on you, um, you know. But <laughs> not to try to trash on uh, either one's play calling, because I know people like to question mine as well. That when the quarterback's not maybe at the top of his game or not feeling it or seeing it, you know, take the ball out of his hands a few times. I thought Buffalo did an amazing job of that. I, d- I don't think Josh Allen was confused at all. I thought he played a heck of a game. Uh, Lamar, on the other hand, you know, they really weren't running the ball, so they're asking him to make. Make this epic comeback and he just didn't look like himself and uh, sometimes the best thing to do with that is, is okay go back to using his legs and running the ball and and maybe taking a few of the decisions out of his hands and try to get him into rhythm and and i just didn't think baltimore did that
2: when he threw that ball the likely into triple coverage which was ultimately intercepted what would you have said to him on the sideline dave
1: well Probably just try to let him cool off for a sec because he knows he made a mistake. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, as coaches, we always think we're perfect. Like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. But, you know, he uh, – Bo, Bo is the guy I like to talk to a lot of times. I've I've seen Bo throw a ball, and I'd be like, Bo, you know, that's double coverage. And it's so perfect that he still catched it. He catched it. And I thought, well, wow, that's a hell of a throw, man. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> throw. But – it can also, you know, we always talk about one-on-one, trust your guy. If you throw into a team meeting, which that was, which means more than one guy, uh, you know, the odds are not going to be in your favor consistently, and that's, that's exactly what happened with
2: Baltimore. Well, has there been a case on the sideline where are like, no, 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 great play. You're like, great play, but never do that again
1: uh i don't know never but i like to try to say hey yeah be careful with that that's you know aren't aren't in our favor doing those type of things sometimes you know i don't know like to be honest with you i try to i get i have a little bit of a hot hit temper type of thing but i i do think that quarterbacks you got to try to let them have a little bit of freedom they got to understand that they got to take care of the football and be smart at times but um we still are in the business of making plays and 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 try to have your quarterback do that.
0: I wanted to ask you about Zay Flowers going back to this game for a moment. He has that fumble on the goal line, and then obviously he's frustrated. He's really upset with himself. because He's a passionate guy, and he's a good player, and he had an opportunity to make a play. But then he gets back to the sideline, and he cuts his hand, slamming it on the bench. Did you ever have a teammate or a player that ended up hurting themselves in frustration and and would take themselves out of the play or anything like that because – I know he's a young player and it's a learning point, but man, you can't have that happen when you need to get out there for the next drive.
1: Yeah, I mean he had to—he had to, the prototype Odell Beckham Jr. Is that on a kicking net. Yes. Uh, you know, um, you do want these guys to care, and, you, and that that matters. And you know it's a highly emotional game, and um, you know the one I kind of get more frustrated—you know—is taunting. You know, I think the NFL has been clear on that's not going to happen. And, you know, and you could just kind of sense that you know, they just took, took, took away opportunities to make the game easier. They just were kept making it hard and hard and hard. And, you know, I do think it's human nature to try to extend that ball over the line, but you've already got the first out, you know, uh, you could talk, talk until you blew in the face to the guys about certain situations. But when you're, when it's hot and you're running hot and it's emotional, you're going to do some things you regret. And, uh, Certainly not only the fumble, but whacking his finger and bloodying it up. Certainly, I'm sure Zay was thinking, what the hell am I doing? But it's all part of the game. It's, it is part of a growing process. It was too bad that your decisions affect everybody, and that's what we talk about all the time. Things you do will affect more than yourself. So uh, make sure you're, you're locked in and doing, doing the things the right way.
2: Uh, Dave, how about we have you on next week, and uh, we'll really break down this Super Bowl matchup
1: next week oh we can do we can do some more
2: all right think i'm
1: available i'm uh Jean is my personal agent so get all of him matty and off we go from there
2: uh you know what we'd love to have you in studio if you can make it happen as i'm asking you on the air putting you on the spot
1: <laughs> well i am going to work so uh nice. we will that will be tougher but you know hey sometimes i gotta do something different right i'm actually yeah. gotta do some things different let's I'll put my agent in touch with your agent. I'll okay.
2: Because I'd love to have yeah. you in for, like, the hour when we talk to, like, Charles Davis or Ross Tucker, and then you can weigh in, too. I think that would be great.
1: I like to talk sports, so I appreciate when you guys have me on. All right.
2: Okay. Uh, my people will talk with your people. Let's get it done. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Take care. All right. There he is, the head coach and GM of the Calgary Stampeders, Mr. Dave Dickinson. I think it'd be cool if we had him in with Ross or Yeah, it'd or be Charles. great. Yeah. He knows a thing or two about the pigskin. skin. Yeah. For sure. And Definitely. I'd maybe we get him early enough that he can, you mm-hmm. know, before he goes to work. Yeah. Definitely. It'd be good. I like the invite out there. Yeah. we got Huska City. You Why love throwing out the
0: invites on air. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Put him in a spot. Yeah. He might do it. Might. Yeah.
2: He's good at breaking stuff down. Yeah. The taunting thing on Zay Flowers is not good. No. Not Entire good. thing, not good. Yeah. Was it a little, meh? But just, you got to use your head in that situation. It's the AFC Championship game. It's not week three. Like, be a little smarter, Zay Flowers, and you didn't have to. You didn't have to stretch the
0: football. Just hold on to it and die. Rookie mistake. Yeah, he'll learn. Whew. All right. We saw um, multiple Dan Campbell on one side, Zay yep. Flowers on the other.
2: Uh, later on, too. I'm going to tell you uh, who uh, who's actually clean Lamar Jackson's clock as a comparable in playoff football as a quarterback, Great. and it's not even close. Cool. We'll do that later. And uh, Justin uh, Turner's a Blue Jay. We'll talk to NN Virk about that next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rowe, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.